Welcome to the Achieve Results Nutrition and Wellness Podcast, the ultimate guide to feeling and looking your best. Join me, your host, as we embark on an exciting journey to discover the power of nutrition, exercise, sleep, recovery, and mental performance. Get ready to be inspired, motivated, and uplifted as we uncover the secrets to unlocking your full potential and living your best life. Whether you're a fitness enthusiast, a wellness warrior, or just looking to improve your overall well-being, this is the podcast for you. So sit back, relax, and let's get ready to elevate our performance together. We are here with Aaliyah Ross, my little sister, but not so little anymore as the years go on. So Aaliyah, tell us about yourself, your background. Yeah, sounds good. Nice to be in the group with you all today. So yeah, I'm Aaliyah. As Adam mentioned, I am his sister. So originally from Red Deer, Alberta, now living in Victoria, BC, Canada. And my background, similar to Adam, was always really interested in sports and nutrition and well-being. Definitely got more into the psychology side of things as I got a little bit older. So in my teens, I started to get really interested just the why behind what we do in sports and health and I just took it from there. So ended up doing a Bachelor of Science in Biopsychology, and now I'm currently studying in my Master's of Science in Kinesiology. So basically study of human movement, but applying that again more to the health psych side of things. So why we move and how movement impacts our well-being, mental health, physical health, all those good things. But then I really like to take a kind of broader systems approach to things as well. So a lot of the work that I do is in primary and community care here in British Columbia and looking at kind of broader system impacts of health psychology as well. So yeah, really excited to dive into kind of all of the ins and outs of the psychology of health and well-being and training and all that good stuff. And yeah, just excited to answer some questions and help the group navigate, I guess, the more like cognitive side of why we engage in physical activity and sports and yep. yeah. Awesome. And that's the big thing. I think if the mind is always the what do you want to call it it's the equalizer or the the thing that's holding us back right it's like we go where the mind takes us and that's especially over the last year of my life since i started this business for myself i've under started to understand the importance of the mental side of things right so it's now the more i learn i wish all these podcasts and not that books weren't available but i'm not a big reader so like things like audible and stuff i wish i put them to better use when i was like a professional athlete because i now looking back, I'm like, holy shit, I was like actually pretty good at what I did. And I told myself I sucked every day and it like, God only knows where I could have ended up. Hate to be the shoulda, woulda, coulda guy, but you never know where it could have taken me if I would have had a better attitude about myself and my abilities. Now I see this a lot. Like I said, I'm trying to implement more positives into my own day to day. And I see this a lot with the people that I'm working with is that there's a lot of doubt, right? Like we, people just, we have this and like, obviously you'll be able to talk about this, but like, I feel like that's the big thing is that it, we always go worst case scenario. We're always doubting, we're always expecting the loss or the something bad to happen. That was one of the things I wanted to touch on with you today. And just like, how do, I think this is one that is big for a lot of people, but how do we overcome that feeling or battle against that feeling of being unworthy of the success that we're trying to achieve by obviously making better choices with our nutrition and taking care of our fitness and all these things. Like how can we get the upper hand on the mindset of that? Yeah, great question. And I think one of the first things that kind of came to mind as you were speaking there was just the fact that like psychology is still so up and coming. So 
for the longest time, there's this huge stigma, obviously, around kind of mental health, but also just the psychology of things as well. So there was this huge focus on more genetic factors and biological factors that kind of predict all these kinds of health behaviors. But as time has gone on and in more recent years, obviously, there's been more attention to psychological issues and just how important and how interconnected all these things are. So more like mind-body kind of holistic approach. I think if people are struggling to wrap their head around why they're maybe like having some of these beliefs or these like lack of belief in themselves, I guess is almost a better way to put it. I think like we're all just learning so much now. So I think there's so much space for us to have awareness around the fact that for the longest time, like we didn't even talk about this stuff. Like you were just expected to go out and somehow do all these things that make you well without really knowing like how to get there or what kind of can help you get there. So I think that's like a huge thing to recognize in yourself and just give yourself a little grace there. But then, yeah, I think it's really interesting that you bring this up as one of the main things you want to talk about today, because it's actually one of the biggest issues in like health behavior change is this idea of essentially like self-efficacy. So people believing in themselves, having self-confidence, and it's one of the biggest predictors as well of actually being able to commit to those intentions to do physical activity and then being able to like follow through and continue that behavior on. If you're battling issues of self-belief and wanting to bring up that self-efficacy, that's like the biggest issue that so many people are dealing with. So I think there's a lot of what we kind of like to call in the research field of health psych, behavior change techniques that you can get into to support this. But honestly, it's a lot of things that you're, you've probably heard of. So like just mental rehearsal, like positive self-talk. So just catching yourself, being aware of your thoughts and then trying to take those in a new direction that's actually going to support your goals. So take them in a more positive direction, pay attention to the things you do well, all those kinds of things that are going to boost, boost self-efficacy. Yeah, for sure. And do you have any like specific like tips? Is there anything that you would recommend people do on like day to day, like a journaling or like you said, obviously the rehearsal is a good one, but some really like tangible stuff that people can focus on, on doing daily or whatever to help improve that thought process? Yeah, for sure. I think for me, it's really interesting because I have found and it's been shown in the literature as well that again, having awareness and like fostering awareness in yourself is definitely a good first step. So sometimes you won't even realize that you're having these thoughts, right? So you go about your day and you're not super successful with your training or your nutrition and you're wondering why. It's like takes that first step to have that awareness around your thoughts and like movement is a huge contributor to having that awareness. It's like that kinesthetic awareness, body awareness that's going to also promote mental awareness as well. But then there's also other things you can do to have that awareness. And I think more mindfulness-based activities are a great place to start, even like being more aware in your stretching or whatever you might do at the end of a training session, things like that. So just bringing those mindfulness pieces in where you can. But then there's also some like really specific things you can do to, if this is like something you really want to get intentional about, you can focus on past success. Maybe, yeah, pick up a journal, think about an activity that you're trying to build that self-efficacy and focus on journaling around like times you've done it well, that kind of thing. Also just, again, paying attention to self-talk. So you might want to journal a few like mental rehearsal phrases that you can use when you're struggling to get yourself to that training or to do certain like health behaviors. I think that can be really important. Otherwise, yeah, just I think that awareness is super huge. And then just practice, like practice journaling, practice in your day to day, try and catch yourself when you're having those negative thoughts, switch those around. Yeah. No, I love that. And it's almost like you said, it's like you got to come up with a little bit of a mantra or something like that, right? You got to have that thing that you continuously repeat to yourself or whatever, where it it puts you in that right frame of mind. I agree with you there too. And I think, like you said, the 
picking up like one of the biggest things I've realized recently is like picking up on the things you say about yourself or about certain things, right? Like so many of us are so quick to be like, oh yeah, but I'm, but I'm stupid or, but I'm lazy or, but I'm this or that. And it's always like, we tell like the more negative we talk about ourselves, right? Like obviously that shit seeps into your brain. And then that's the way you, whether you're just joking, right? Like we do that as like a protective mechanism that I, and I see this with a lot of people, again, that I work with is they want to like pretend like they're joking about something or they want to play it off. Oh, they're being funny or whatever, but really they're like avoiding, right? They're like deflecting, but it's still in a negative way where getting into this enough now, I know I'm, you're not fooling, like, you're not really fooling me that, oh yeah, I'm just the fat person. It's funny. It's this, it's, it's no, it's like, it's, it bothers you. So you make this joke out of it or you brush it off or ignore it or whatever. Right. When you, when I, when it's evident that it, it is bothering you. Right. So I think like it, yeah, like that to me is like a big one. Right. So if you can start to not only like self positive self-talk, right. Like forcefully, yes, I am this, I like, I am fit. I am like go getter. Like I do, I take the actions necessary or whatever to, to succeed in my day. But then when someone tries to give you a compliment or say something to you and you deflect it with like that negative, or I think that's a big thing too, that I see with people where I'm like, but they don't pick up on it, right? So it's like, no, you don't get it. Every time you say I'm not this or I'm not that or I'm the fat person or I'm whatever, you're just continuing to hammer in like into your psyche. That's you. So that's why I wanted to get you on here today too, to talk about what is that, right? Because do you think that we can actually see the result that we want? So someone pays me X amount of dollars to come and get their nutrition figured out, but they don't believe in their own mind that they can actually do it. Like, do you think that there's a chance these people have to succeed or do they have to get the mental side figured out first? Great question. Yeah. So I definitely think there is opportunity to succeed with awareness. So I'm not saying that everyone has to have max 100% self-advocacy right off the bat in order to dive into a program and be super successful. That's not it at all. And with any behavior change technique, so anything you're trying to add in, any tools you're trying to use, which is basically what these programs introduce to you, with those, it's practice. It's totally practice. Yeah, you start to kind of learn more about yourself, have that awareness. And then from there, you can build on these things. And when it doesn't, I think so many people, it like doesn't go right one day or they, it doesn't go off 100% on that first day of the program. So then every, all is lost and all of these things. And even a lot of what we've shown already, I really like this idea of cognitive distortions. So these things are all like things you've learned over time. There's a saying in psychology that things that fire together, wire together. So over time, you've had these thoughts all the time over again. You learn them as a kid. They stuck with you. You've been doing them for what, 20, 30, 40 years, depending on when you're jumping into this program. So those things are like hardwired in you. So of course, you're not going to come into a program on the first day and being able to change all that. But clearly something has come to your attention already. You have some kind of awareness because you've approached this program. So you're wanting to make a change. There's something there in you that has already got you on the verge of having some kind of self-efficacy and some kind of want to change. So from there, it's, yeah, it's really having the awareness for some of these distortions, like things like overgeneralization, should statements, jumping to conclusions about things. These are all things that we learn that don't help us at all, right? They're these things that we can work with through, again, like 
journaling, focusing on that positive talk, and yeah. we can rewire, literally rewire the way our brain works to be able to focus on things that are going to build self-efficacy. So I would say, obviously, like coming to a program with more self-efficacy, awesome. That's going to definitely promote your success and how you carry yourself through the program. But there's always room to to build these things and change. Yeah, that's super cool. That's not something I've even ever heard of before, cognitive distortion. The jumping to conclusions thing got me interested a little bit. Can you just give an example of the way somebody would do that in the nutrition space and what we can do to battle against it? Yeah. So jumping to conclusions, I guess in the nutrition space, I would say someone might, it's late at night, even get all your, your calories in throughout the day. So you're feeling extra hungry that night, you eat something that doesn't correspond to whatever your nutrition plan is and whatever Adam has set you up with. And then you instantly jump to, this makes me lazy. This makes me someone who can't do this. This makes me someone who isn't a healthy eater. So you jump to some kind of conclusion. And honestly, usually it's like also something that's catastrophized. So it's huge and all be all, this is who I am. This is what I do. And it's all lost. Yeah. You jump to that conclusion. And obviously that instantly is going to just wipe out all that positive self-talk, all that stuff that you've been working to build in that program. And that's a really quick go-to in your brain, because again, it's something that's in, if it's a cognitive distortion that you have, it's been something that you've wired over years and years. So again, you're not going to just have awareness that you do this. And then the next day be like, okay, great. I jumped to conclusions. I'm never going to do that ever again. So these things are going to happen, but then it's a really Again, another really key predictor of being able to then recover and navigate through your program and be successful going forward is emotion and cognitive regulation. So being able to, in that moment, recognize what you're doing and have awareness for what you're doing and be able to take a new approach. So that's where that practice comes in. Hopefully in that moment, you can restructure those thoughts a little, come back to, oh, you know what? I was just really tired tonight and this was kind of my go-to for tonight, but that's okay. That's not who I am or what I do all the time. And We'll start fresh tomorrow and see how we go. Super quick, simple way to redirect. But if you don't have the awareness for that, and if you don't have skills to emotionally regulate and regulate those thoughts, you're not going to get there. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And it, I gotta be, that's it, the way you explained it is new to me, but it's so bang on, right? That's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's just a topic that I've never known the terms around, but it's just, it's common, right? It's like you said, it's like, as soon as that one thing goes wrong, you click back to, oh, I, I can't on those generalizations, which is really crazy. And it is so common. I think that one's going to hit hard with <laughs> everybody that watches this because it really does. It's no, it doesn't. Yeah, it's not who you are just because you were tired and you made a bad choice or, whatever, or a choice that wasn't along the lines of the plan. It's not doesn't mean that that's who you are. It's just like you said, if you can just move past it and then without kind of the whole burning everything to the ground kind of attitude like then you can just move on from it no that is that's a good one i feel like that's one that's going to really resonate with everybody that's going to be watching this so that's super cool yeah and keep in like for the audience keep in mind that there's like a whole host of different like cognitive distortions as we labeled them that have been identified through research over time so that might not be your go-to like jumping to conclusions might not be your thing you might have all or nothing thinking which also is that catastrophizing like it's, it's this or it's nothing there's all kinds of different kind of thought patterns that don't help us when we get into these kinds of situations so wanting to change health behaviors if this one didn't stand out to you you might notice other things in your life that come up that you're always thinking a certain way and you're finding it's like detrimental to your training or your progress or you wanting to commit to things. So again, just have awareness for that. Maybe jot some notes when you're in those moments and you feel those things coming up and try and identify those patterns because 
I'm pretty sure living in modern society and like all the pressures we kind of have coming at us, lots of us are going to have these distortions and they're going to be one of the key things that you can draw attention to and work with to help again, boost that self-belief and focus uh, your thoughts in a way that's going to be more helpful. So, yeah, that's awesome. Are there any, like you said, are there some pretty common ones that, that you know about that you could just list off quick so people can, it might light bulb, <laughs> light bulb moment might go off. Yeah, for sure. I think some of the most common ones are, yeah, definitely that all or nothing thinking, overgeneralization, also another big one. Like how would that, what do you mean by that? In going back to our example of maybe eating something you didn't want to late in the evening, overgeneralizing might be instantly going to the thought of this is something I do all the time. Like, why do I do this all the time? And just struggling with seeing this one moment in your life as something that's either a regular occurrence when it's not, or something you feel like you always struggle with. So just taking that one moment and making it feel way bigger than it is really. Yeah. yeah. Also like discounting the positive. So you do something great and you're not going to recognize it. You're just going to breeze over it, move to the next thing. And then as soon as maybe you had a wonderful day of eating, maybe it was a great day of eating that day. But then again, you got to that, that nighttime period, you're a little bit hungrier and you had a little slip. But then you totally just 23 other hours of the day that you just ignored of great habits you did. You went for that walk at lunch hour. You did all these other things in the day and you didn't even take a moment, not even a pause to recognize that, right? So another one that's not going to help you foster that self-talk, that self-belief. Yeah, that one's huge. I think that's the big one for probably most most everybody. Can You can have people, they can have... 14 days in a row of being bang on and they have that one meal on a Friday night and they're like, oh, I ruined it. It's like, no, you you just did 14 unreal days. Or like you said, you just had three amazing meals and you had one snack that wasn't great. That's 10% of your day, but yet you choose to focus only on that negative 10% or 5% or whatever. And it just ruins everything, right? Because then it's just like you said, like you, you're in a negative mindset wake up the next day, you're feeling like, oh my God, I'm screwed yesterday up. What the hell is going to happen today? Who knows what's going to happen? I think that that's a huge one for people is that we really don't take the time to think about the positives. And then again, we that leads back to the whole get more of what you think about, right? So it's crazy, right? Because we want to celebrate the wins because the more you think about the wins, the more wins you're going to have. Right? It's just like if you only think about the negatives, you're always going to be negative. Well, try to forget those negatives all you're going to remember are the positives. And now all of a sudden, like you're a winner in your own mind, right? You're, you got a great diet. You got, and I think it's probably, we need to have a little bit of a balance so that you're not eating shit food all the time and thinking that you're just crushing it, but it's, but it, but usually it's the exact opposite where people are doing exactly the right thing for their body, probably at the beginning, 90% of the time. And then they just continue to focus on that 10% on the negatives. And now all of a sudden that 10% becomes 15%, becomes 20%, becomes 30%. And then they quit or something because they're just like, oh, I'm failing. So no, you're not failing at all. Actually, you, you were really winning and you just chose to focus on the failure and you just got more of what you thought about. Uh, no, it's actually really interesting what you say, because I guess research shows essentially that people have a negative bias. So of course, like you listen to the news, you do anything, it's all negative stuff all day long. So we're used to that like negative lens on things, but actually having a bias towards the positive. So like you say, maybe even like leaning a little more towards the positive is actually like super functional in our lives. So if you're feeling like you're overly positive, probably actually a good thing. So obviously that converge on narcissism. And like you say, I think in 
that you're the end all be all when you're just putting crap back your throat all day. But yeah, essentially like having that positive bias is super helpful, especially like in this space where, yeah, you really want to be celebrating those successes in order to foster future successes. Like that's going to predict how you do going forward. Definitely not a bad thing to have that positive bias and again, work with those thoughts, try and get there. And I think too, just thinking about like positivity in the space of health and fitness, I think we're again, like more drawn to that negative side of things because it isn't always super socially acceptable either to be like focusing on your health and your fitness. It's really sad, but it's so true because honestly, anywhere from 25 to 80% of people are not meeting physical activity guidelines, are not eating healthy, doing things that are going to foster their wellness. So when they see you doing those things, they have the same sort of like lack of self-belief and like mental challenges that we all go through. So it's hard for people to often see people like having success in this space. So I think that often lends people to, to not want to celebrate these like great things that they're doing in their training or in their nutrition, because it's just like a tricky space socially, but so I think that also lends to like having a circle around you where you can celebrate things like social support is huge. So being in this community and having people who are going to celebrate those things with you, super important. And don't feel like you have to celebrate in spaces where if your family isn't super on board, obviously that's something else to address in itself, but find spaces where you can celebrate and reflect back on the things you're doing really well and then use that to, to build up your future success and your belief in yourself too. Yeah, no, for sure. Got to find the tribe, but and yeah, that's the thing, right? It's like, especially if you're, like you said, people aren't as supportive or you don't want to be like the bragger or whatever. Like, oh, I, I hit my nutrition hundred percent on the nose. I got all my workouts in this week. I took walks. I moved. I did some, some great, especially for me. I can't imagine like, you know, I did some great, like mental, I really did some awesome stuff for myself mentally. I did my journaling and I wrote down stuff and I talked to myself positively. I don't even know who I would tell about that. You can come tell me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But no, totally. And that's where that whole, like getting back to even the beginning of our conversation, that's where that's still that like bias against like mental health and all these psychological issues is huge. Yeah. You would rarely ever hear someone come out and be like, oh, me and my journal, like we're besties and I do it every night. I'm so proud of myself. It's just not a thing because people yeah. just don't have, it's really interesting. Like people have an interest and a want to have this more holistic kind of approach to things, but it's just, yeah, the acceptance isn't quite there yet. Yes. Yeah, so true. I've gone down a different path than a lot of my friends. None of my friends from home are really like fitness people or whatever. They try to stay fit, but none of them really are like super into it. And there's a point where they're just going to look at you and be like, all right, you fucking try hard. Oh, that's cool. You did that at the gym. I really don't care. Yeah. I think it's, I think that's the big thing it is it is important, especially when you're trying to turn over a new leaf and you probably are a little more fragile. Like I'm to the point now where I could give shit. I do what I do because I love it and I'm proud of myself for it. And I made the delineation of like, all right, I have people in the fitness space that I can talk with or whatever. <clears throat> and I know other people that I just don't really include them in it. And I don't really care. Like I'm, I don't need the, I don't need the emotional support anymore. This is like my identity at this point, but when it's not identity yet, and you really do need the emotional support, I think that's huge, right? Like you, you gotta find people who you can celebrate stuff with, right? Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's great. I like that a lot. Cause I think that's a big one. You come from, they always talk about, you always see those things online. Like, you know, you're going to have to, if you want your future self to be up here, you're going to have to leave, leave some people behind along the way and stuff, but it's hard because you, you can't leave your husband or your wife or whatever, your mom or dad or whatever. You can't, 
just leave these people behind. And it gets tricky when the support isn't, like you said, it's a whole other topic, really, when the support isn't there. But it's tough because it's, you see it all the time. It's like, okay, we met in one scenario and I'm going this scenario and you don't want to follow that with, with like the nutrition and the fitness and stuff. And it, I think that's one of those things where it does become really tricky for people, right? So finding that community, I think is huge. Yeah. And I think the cool thing with all things health behavior change is that essentially there's all these different techniques that you can surround yourself with that are all going to be predictive to some degree of your success. And essentially like research shows that pulling in more of those tools is going to be beneficial for you. So if you can draw on more things, so draw on positive self-talk, draw on having that social support, all those kinds of things are going to, again, there are all those components that are going to predict you being able to stick to your nutrition and all that kind of stuff. So don't feel like it has to be like an end all be all that your circle has to be perfect either. Right. So you're going to have components that aren't going to work well for you. Like your, yeah, your family might not be super supportive or your job might make it really tough to make the time for these kinds of things. No one's going to have that perfect, like 100% circle around them. But then the more you can find tools that are going to work for you and the more you can pull those in, that's just going to continue to boost your success for sure. Yeah. So do you have any other ones besides kind of some of the ones we've covered? talked about? Yeah, honestly, some of the kind of most predictive factors related to like health and well-being and being able to kind of meet your goals in that space, definitely self-efficacy. So we talked about that one. That one's huge, like big deal. You definitely want to focus on that. If you're having struggles with like negative self-talk, all that stuff, focus there. That's a great place to start. Otherwise, lots of other really reliable determinants, just like behavioral control. So thinking about planning, contingency planning, all that kind of stuff. So in your weeks and um, making sure you're making space to add in physical activity, to add in space to meal prep, whatever it might be. What else for adults? Just trying to think of some good ones. Outcome expectancies, often a really important one too. When you get into kind of thinking about your goals and planning out whether you're going to join a program or whatever your kind of future actions are going to be having the belief that that is going to help you and that's going to move you forward to whatever your whatever direction you're going if you can join a program half-assed and you're like oh i'm here this, i don't know i feel like i need some help so i'll do this and you're, you just don't have that kind of belief in it that's actually going to predict your success as well so if you go into it 100 try to like be engaged and do your best to really invest in in that action for yourself that's going to be a super helpful as well yeah those are kind of some of the bigger ones i would say yeah, no, that's a good one. And I see that too with some people, right? Where they, it almost feels like they're just trying to throw, I shouldn't say throw money at the problem, but they think that just by signing up and saying that they have a coach or something like that, that it's going to get them somewhere. But it's, you're not really, part, you're not going all in exactly like you said, right? You're like here, but you're not really like that with people. Sometimes it's like, I got to bug them. Hey, what are you doing this week? I haven't seen this. I haven't seen that where it's, I'm not like the coat, like you can lead people, you can help people, but you can't do things for people. Right. So it's, I do see that a lot too, where it's, I'm like, listen, I can't do this for you. Like, I like, you got to get a little more invested in this or else you're just going to find yourself right back in that same position. But then that's where it's funny. Cause I feel like everything always comes full circle. Right. So it's, if you're not fully invested but you want that result, then you don't get that result. So then you're telling yourself you're failing and all this stuff. But it's, it's, I think it's important to like realize like you gotta, I don't know, like you gotta consider like, are you really trying? Are you really giving your, and I don't, when I say full effort, I mean like 
your availability, right? Like you said, like people's jobs, families, kids, lives, whatever. I'm not expecting people to be able to just drop everything they're doing in a day and think about their nutrition all day. Well, at least using some people are like, oh, I don't have time. And my first thought is always like, all right, show me your screen time on your phone today. Show me that, right? Mm-hmm. If you look like it's probably over an hour, right? And it's like, all right, you and or like you tell me you didn't have time to log your food. Show me your screen time on your phone. Oh, it's an hour and 30 minutes. Okay, you were on your phone anyway. What do you mean you didn't have time to log your food? It's just, and it, it, So that's the thing where I do think it's like, you really do. If you're going to really go for it and you're really going to make the best impact for yourself, you do have to just do the uncomfortable thing, right? you got to get out of your comfort zone. And yeah, it's difficult, right? And it's beyond spending your money, right? It's really about the action that you're taking to to create the result. And that's something where it, it's, it sucks when as a coach, you see someone and it, it's almost, man, like, I feel like I care a little more than you do. And that's not a, a winning recipe, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the great thing about coming into a program like yours and like seeking out people who you know you can trust too. Because if you have, again, like expectations that this program is going to deliver, that's honestly going to be huge to your success. So if you can find a coach that you trust, that you you believe in their program, that their program is evidence-based, it's going to guide you to some actual principles that are going to build your lifestyle. That's going to be a positive change for you. Like that is huge. Yeah. Like I would say, yeah, if you're in Adam's community here, you're in the right place. Cause honestly, there's a ton of programs out there that I would have like very little to zero faith in. But if you're grabbing at straws, you're not doing well or something and just looking for an out, it's easy to find options, but you got to have belief in those options and those people that are going to support you and get you there too. So yeah, for sure. No, I like it. How can we start to create these small wins on the day to day so that we can keep things moving and avoid like defaulting? Cause like you said, humans do default more to the negative side. Are there like, here's the, what you would recommend in terms of how to go about structuring a day that's going to work for you, improving like that positive mindset, and then hopefully improving your results and everything with the program. Yeah, for sure. I can definitely get into a few suggestions. For me, I follow more of a social cognitive approach, essentially believing that like you totally do have control over what your day looks like and how you're going to approach things. So for me, I believe you 100% can do whatever you freaking want in that 24 hours and you can make it happen. Obviously, there's always pressure, outside pressure, job pressure, whatever it might be to do something different. But I think with the right strategies, which we will talk about, And with the right tools and being aware of those, planning ahead for those, you can incorporate some things that are going to set you up for success. And we've touched on it already, but it's key. So not every day is going to go off 100%, but that's okay. Just come back into it the next day and keep working with these things. And over time, these things become embedded and they sustain your lifestyle. If you can think about... Uh, When it comes to your lifestyle, your nutrition, your movement, all that kind of stuff, making things enjoyable is so underrated, I think. So like, I don't know about you, but I do not want to go about my day every day doing things that I have no interest in just because they're going to meet some outside expectation of what I'm supposed to look like or what kind of a healthy meal looks like or what, I don't know, society expects of me to be doing because it's a certain thing. So For me, that is not going to do it for me. So finding things that you really enjoy, like 
Trent, I think you're a big proponent of this, Adam. Healthy eating can be super enjoyable. It can be super tasty. It can be super wonderful if you're finding things that you actually enjoy eating, if you're finding movement that you actually enjoy doing. So not everybody's a gym person. Not everybody's loves to hike outdoors for hours in the wilderness. Like it, you got to find your thing. And I think, again, this just comes back to having awareness. So don't be afraid to sit in a room with yourself and figure out like, reflect again reflect on like those moments where you've done things well moments where you've enjoyed things like try to have awareness for what is actually going to be a sustainable action and nutrition focus and movement focus in your life that you're going to be able to carry forward like for weeks for days for months whatever it might be and that may change over time but like having awareness even in your day-to-day -day, what's going to be enjoyable for you and what's still going to meet your goals but build in some like nice moments in your day so sometimes i plan to go to the gym and then I just realized it's been a stressful day. I realized it's not going to be the thing for me that day. And like, honestly, an outside walk. Awesome. Love it. Like I hit the beach. Great day. Wonderful. So enjoyment is huge. I say incorporate enjoyment wherever you can and like plan for enjoyment. So again, incorporate meals, activities that are going to sustain you yeah. as well. Finding opportunity in your day, super tough. So I think having some awareness that you need to probably be planning out your days a little bit, especially when you get started is really important. So actually like booking that time in your calendar often can be really helpful as things become more of a habit. Research shows that you, you don't have to do that so much. So it becomes a little easier to get your intentions to actual behavior. So you might just have to say, oh yeah, I'm going to the gym today and it'll happen. And that's great. But especially when you're planning out your days to start, try to like structure things into your calendar try to think of alternates. So again, like if you structure a gym session into your calendar and then you realize that it's not going to work out, have some contingency plans in the background. So yeah, I grab my shoes. I go for a walk instead. Like having those kind of other opportunities built in are really key. And that's going to help you again, feel really good about yourself. So you can reflect back on, you know, oh, I had that moment where that plan, I couldn't follow through, but then I did this other thing. And like, how great is that? It's going to be an awesome feeling for you. Again, that's going to affirm that positive self-talk, all those good cognitive thoughts that we want to be having, things like that. Super key. I love that one. I think that one's great. That's not something I've ever done before, but I like that contingency plan. I think that's a really solid idea because then, like you said, where you would have had your failure, you just throw in a different win. Yeah, it's great. I love that. Yeah, super key. So I think even when it comes to like nutrition and just like having those backups, like I know you're a big like frozen veggies fan, Adam, or like whatever it might be, right? So meal doesn't have to be perfect. Like obviously you can plan out a great meal plan for your week or that day. And that's awesome. But kids happen, life happens, work happens, whatever it might be. So then yeah, having some contingency plans running in the background and just having those kind of set up for yourself, just going to make things so much easier. And then yeah, just give you opportunities to again, celebrate your success, which is so important. Yeah. I love that. That's a good one for sure. Yeah. And I think other than that, just big one is again, like working through like time to your emotions, your thoughts, all that stuff, even in just a 24 hour period, don't be afraid to like pause, check in with like how things are going for you. So especially if you're new to a health behavior change, whether it's nutrition, movement, whatever it might be, take pause and just connect and realize what's working for you, what's not. And then that's going to go into your next day's planning. And it's going to, again, add to your ability to recognize what you're enjoying what's working for you, moments you've had success, all that stuff. That's actually like taking those little brief pauses is also just going to allow you to have more success in your days going forward. So yeah, that's perfect. I love it. Yeah, no, that's a perfect place to, I think that's plenty of actionable items for people. Right. And especially, yeah, the scheduling for me, that was a huge one. Cause I was like, everybody's saying I'm too busy. I don't have time. I don't, but my business coach had me do this is that 
she had me, she said, no, write down everything you need to do in the day on a calendar and plan it out and then see how much time you actually have. And then you, when you put everything into a calendar and you're like, oh my God, like I really don't have that much to do today. It feels like a thousand things. And then when you actually put it onto paper or into a Google calendar or whatever, you're like, oh yeah, I can get that done in three or four hours if I just do. And I think that, so yeah, especially when you're new, right? It's like, you just got it, especially a lot of people are schedule based now. So making sure that you're putting stuff on the schedule, meal times, and then obviously having that backup plan or the contingency plan, I think is awesome because again, if one thing doesn't work out, it's all good. We just pivot and do something else good for our body. And then we still win that day. I love mm-hmm. that. that. Those are all really great ideas or action items that people can take for sure. Yeah. And I could talk about this stuff literally all day. So I won't keep everyone. But one last thing I do want to say too, is that I think like the last couple of years have been hard with COVID. And I don't think a lot of people realized what a huge interruption in routine that was for health behaviors. So obviously we saw like people coming home from work, working from home, like lots of kind of routine interruptions in the day to day. But that also meant like huge changes for your eating habits, your workout or movement habits, being aware that Actually, like if you still find you're struggling to get on the bandwagon, so to speak, or get back to some of those habits that served you really well, you might have to revert back to some of these things. So you might have to start going back to that, some of that more structured planning and putting some of these things in place that, again, often work for people starting out and are going to help reaffirm those habits for you again. Yeah, noticing like changes in your life and your lifestyle and how that impacts your routines can be really big and then taking note of where you need to go from there. Yeah. I love it. No, it's perfect. That's perfect. Awesome. All right. Well, don't worry. We're going to have you back on plenty of times. So we got plenty more to talk about, but this was, I think a perfect intro for everybody to meet you and hear what you're all about. And I got to be honest, this is is probably like the first time we've ever had like a conversation like this and being away from home. I've been, we've been apart for a lot of years and I didn't know you were so damn smart. So Ah, it's cool to talk (laughs) with you about this. And I just think it's going to be, it's just cool. It's great to see, obviously you got a big passion in this, just like I have in the nutrition thing. It's going to be fun to have you help us because I just learned like about 10 things in this last 45 minutes that I had never known. No, I think this is super cool. And like I said, thanks for coming on and I'm proud of you and it's good. Ah, right back at you. Thanks for having me. This was super fun. It's fun yeah. to chat about it. Thanks for being on and, and then we will talk soon. Please note that this podcast is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The information shared on this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be used as a replacement for the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider. Additionally, the opinions and strategies discussed on this podcast are those of the guests and host, and do not necessarily represent the views or endorsement of the podcast or its creators. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.